Madness. The song actually about buying condoms from the chemist. That's I think right. you'll find. Yeah, right. That's true. This is a chemist, not a joke shop. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Follow. Welcome to the chemists. Uh, it's get this around the nation on Triple M with myself, Tony Martin. Oh Lord, please do that. Cavalier's here. <laughs> If you can, try not to fall for it, uh-huh. because they will break your heart. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Hey, we have got Richard Marblin. Oh, what a classy old program. <laughs> what a fantastic... Uh, oh, animal House, Rich. Uh, yeah. There was panic in the office today as word ran around the station that they blocked YouTube. Oh, man. I have never seen Ed Cavalier. So devastating. Yeah, that was, I was having to think of things to do for the 12 hours after this show. What on earth was I going to do with my time? Thankfully, back on. It's a false alarm. Oh, and, I, and I actually had three or four already stored up just on the screen of the computer. So everything's going to be okay. Cat, if you're out there, jump into things. <laughs> I will find you. Wheelie bin races can continue. Yeah, please, unabated. Oh, oh, you know what I did see on the old tube yeah. yesterday? What's that? R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. Oh, it's oh, brilliant, isn't it? The hip hop Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 12 episodes. The full-length version. Yeah, so I'm glad that's back. You know, there was just that sense of panic around the place. You could feel people on other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those oh, stereo, got to know YouTube policy. Yeah, what are we it's doing? the foundation of our progress. <laughs> radio, all modern radio is built. I know some uh, workplaces do go the block. Go yeah, the I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, since we've got it back on, what fuel has it provided in Cavalier? What big stories are you sitting on for today's show? Check it out. Uh, deer crashes through Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, it's about time. Customers at a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant got more than they bargained for when a deer crashed through the uh, through the window. The deer jumped through the window at the pizza restaurant in Southern somewhere in a mall somewhere. Yeah, I know that place. Do you? Hmm. Southern somewhere. What? <laughs> I've been to Southern somewhere. Look, Chuck E. Cheese is just trying to outdo the old animal zoo pasta meals at McDonald's. Oh, live yeah. deers. It's <laughs> getting a live deer with every meal purchased. <laughs> the deer was so popular, it's been booked for three children's birthdays after his uh, appearance. Later on, the deer was uh, injured, but was taken out of the, uh, out of the <laughs> restaurant and turned loose. He then jumped into the window of a very posh dining room and was asked to leave for not having the correct jacket. Oh, my God, he was. Is that bloke? <laughs> that... That bloke there, did we yeah. put that up on the wall? Oh, oh well, it's a deer. Unlikely accident. Yeah. Unlikely accident. Uh, involving livestock. Yep, done. And frontages of stores. Because yeah. I know we're, you know we're always looking for stores about, uh, our stories about cars yeah, driving yes, through yes, houses. Yes, yes, yes. Listen to this one, third time unlucky. A 23-year-old New Zealander, who I'm sure we're... Oh, uh, we'll be seeing him soon. <laughs> He'll be in one of the many shows <laughs> on Foxtel. Yeah. And I tried to steal three vehicles mm-hmm. in under two minutes. Crashed every one of them. Got into the first car, parked in a driveway, drove it into the side of a house, ran off. Good. Okay, I've still got another one in me. Jumped into someone's ute, backed it into a letterbox. <laughs> got out, stole a truck, which he managed to roll down an eight-metre embankment. This is all in the uh, city, or city, they say, the town of uh, the Hobbitshire of Blenheim. <laughs> uh, the offender was taken to hospital with minor to moderate injuries. <laughs> I mean, you know, that is... Two minutes. So he's jumped in. Two minutes. Quickly give it the old Jack Bauer work. <laughs> bang, bang. Into the front of a house. We're going to get away. We're going to get away. Jump into you. Jack Bauer team. Bang. In reverse. Yeah, letterbox. Through a letterbox. I need something bigger. He's truck. These things stop when they bang into things. He's rolled the truck eight metres down a hill. 
Christ. Right into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, done well, that guy. If they had to put that in the film Gone in 60 Seconds, I would have gone to you see watched it. Gone in 120 seconds, three mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. Would you have seen, uh, did you see Gone in 60 Seconds, Tokyo Drift? No, I never did. That was uh, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was actually the reader in the auditions for that, the yeah. local auditions. Yeah. 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 You know, people, and people had to do amazing stuff, but they had to come in and, uh, like, fight someone, like air fight, yeah. air karate fight somebody, mm-hmm. and then get punched in the face and lie on the ground. It's amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. The was a Gone in 60 Seconds 2 of the original Gone in 60 Seconds. Right. Was it J.B. Halecki? He was the director and stunt coordinator of the original Gone in 60 Seconds, which has some amazing pranks in it. Yeah. Making the second one, head chopped off. Oh, director nice. of film decapitated. How so? During a stunt gone wrong. Did that stop them putting it out? It did not. They just changed the name to The Junk Man. Wow. There's your film trivia fact for the day. How did he get his head chopped off? I don't know. Just badly parked, I think. (laughs) Something went wrong. Gosh. Look that up. Gone in 60 seconds, too. There you go. We've gone to film trivia too early. Let's get to archaeology. What about this from Kabul? The first of more than 1,400 Afghan artefacts, the most significant being a ceremonial glass penis believed to have been used by Alexander the Great, have been unpacked in the biggest return of such items in nearly 70 years. A glass penis. Mm. Imagine that. What a ceremony. <laughs> ceremony of the glass penis, <laughs> I'm assuming. Gee, imagine having a glass penis. People would be constantly offering to squeegee it at intersections. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone! I don't remember that. It's not a I didn't see the film of Alexander. I did, and there's a wonderful bit where uh, Farrell, Alexander the Great had an Irish accent, and yeah. I'm glad that we've cleared that <laughs> up. And he's, uh, remember he goes to the village and they said, nobody knew why he chose the, the common girl as his bride. Yeah. Next scene, sex scene, the girl who played Rosaria Dawson was yeah, yeah. topless, sort of bouncing up on, up on uh, Colin, uh, Colin Farrell. Whole screen just filled with norks. Nobody knew why he picked the common girl for his bride. Screen full of dogs, place hit the floor. <laughs> Biggest laugh of any film this year. Really? <laughs> I can see two reasons, <laughs> Biggest laugh I've heard in the cinema this year was in an Australian film called The Book of Revelation. So getting a big laugh <laughs> there. There was a scene where uh, Colin Friel, who's a cop, is talking to uh, Tom Long in a bar. And Tom Long says to him, Gee, you're a cop. You don't look like a cop. Sentiment just cackles. <laughs> it's Colin Friel's in a suit. He couldn't look more like a cop if he tried. Anybody? Water rain? Black Jack? Reaver's bodily arm? He's always a cop in a suit. I don't remember. Okay, there was uh, Irish accent in Alexander. Yeah, yeah. There was the weird-ass sort of blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. But did he have transparent tackle? Do you remember I that? I don't remember that. Glass penis. In Afghanistan, the phrase, uh, watch out, old glass, you is actually a term of affection. That's what I'm told. Imagine having a glass penis. These underpants are too tight. Let me just sit down. sausages while driving to make a delivery. Walter Reckling Lipney gas cooker, which is only meant to be used on the roadside because he was running late. The 46-year-old was driving past Niederwerschnitz in Saxony. Hello to everyone there in Niederwerschnitz. <laughs> Triple M rocks, Niederwerschnitz. He was driving past that joint 
when the hob toppled over in the cab of his truck. Police found he was, of course, three times over the legal limit. Driving a truck with one hand, turning some snags with the other. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> security guards at the airport. Somebody goes through the, me- the metal detector, the alarm will go off, and they won't notice the 10 kilos of primo hammer stashed up his rectum. That's what I think Pete Doherty's up to. He's so dazzled by the wang. <laughs> by the shimmering wang. Is it because it's the only part of his body that hasn't been pierced by a needle today? Oh, good point. There's, there's, with feeling. there's an area that hasn't been... Wow, we could get a little disco ball hanging at the end. I don't think so. Amazing party <laughs> trick. Hey, here's some news. Uh, Belgian. We haven't had any Belgian news for a while. Uh, no, no, no. Mm. A Belgian lager with a risque marketing strategy has been stripped from sale in Britain. Bottles of Rubel sexy lager. <laughs> That's what it's called. Feature a picture of a woman with a removable swimsuit on the label. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you meant... How inappropriate. No, this is what you meant. <laughs> you meant one of those. I can tell. I can see one forming. No, what it is is you can scratch off the woman's clothes as you drink your beer. Wow. Great. Leaving her completely naked. Cool! Keep the dogs on that beer! <laughs> if you give the Boonie doll a lap dance, could you erase that? <laughs> Set that up. What does he say, the Boonie doll? He's What time is it? Uh, it depends uh, what day it is, because on Valentine's Day he says, uh, Goose, goose. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, I reckon something like that. And then on, on Christmas Eve, he breaks in a silent night. No, he doesn't. He all goes a bit chucky now and again in the middle of the night, Boonie. <laughs> when he's going towards your bed with a knife. He goes a bit trilogy of terror. <laughs> to lock him in a suitcase and he saws his way out with a nail file. Uh, I don't know. Is that a good thing, you think? I mean, yeah, yeah. that you can strip the label off revealing a nude woman. Yeah. If Goldfingers is closed, just pop down the bottle shop. <laughs> 
Okay, what about a nerd chick, right, on a beer, mm-hmm. painted on a panel van, parked in the middle of the MCG? That'd be Zoo Magazine's Woman of the Year, I reckon, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything. Hey, you know what? Give it a column. That's like nested. That's like oh, those inside, 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 inside. We were talking about that just as a mad idea. And to a duckin is the big one. That's the one I've been hearing about. Listeners have gone nuts. They really do do it. Yep. All right, let's find out how that works. More food news. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it's going well today. I'm getting there. We've got news. Midnight Oil here again this on Triple M. Sure he is. Thank you. New one going up on the grid tomorrow. If that was baffling, that was uh, mm. your Melbourne Lord Mayor John So. Yeah, yeah. I had some bizarre stuff in Melbourne today. Uh, the Green Guide has run uh, an interview. We've never been able to get an interview with the Green Guide about this show. No. And finally, we've been on for over a year. Mm. They're not interested. Mm. Finally, they call up local Paul Kalina. Just want to talk to Tony Mark. I've gone great. Finally, some publicity in Melbourne for our show. Mm. Just wanted to interview me about Big Brother. Good. <laughs> What are your thoughts on Big Brother? They know our level. They know our level. He's giving us some publicity. Yes. I've done this interview with him where I've used the word pissiest several times. You are you are a rebel, Tony Martin. I'm describing that bloke goes to your gym that looks like Galen. Oh, yes. And he uses the resemblance to get women to sleep with him. That's just, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's a life, isn't it? They're the life. Well, I'm going, Daddy's the pissiest celebrity ever, someone who's confused with Galen. And, and loving it. And they've decided to either correct me or assume I have a lisp. And every time I've said pissiest, they've written pithiest. I'm like, the pithiest? Like, I'm Oscar Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> or you're a, you're a helmet fanatic. He's a very peacock man. <laughs> I don't even know what pithy means. I've never used it in my life. Zero oh dear. So every time you read the word pithiest, remember I was saying pithiest. <laughs> That's probably true of always, listeners. Yeah. Any time in the world you read pithy, you know they're saying pissy. Little I, heads up. I can see it. Tummy rumbling. I yeah, can feel yeah, it rumbling. Right. It's time. Across the desk. It's time for food news. Check it out. Look at this. Somebody's opened a bakery uh, only for puppy dogs. So they've got uh, poochie donuts and... Uh, other things, biscuits and the like. Mm. I had some, and my coat has never been shown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to know where that shop is. I thought you might say that. Is it self-serve? Can the dog just <laughs> go in themselves? That would be a good idea, because if they let the dog choose what they want, it would just eat everything, and then yeah. the owners would be forced to pay. There's no off switch. There's no off switch, no off switch on the Labrador. Would you eat uh, a doggy treat? No. Why not? No, because I would assume that there's human food in other shops <laughs> that I can access. <laughs> What if they're all closed? <laughs> what if they're all closed and you're starving? Would you eat the dog the dog treats? I wouldn't, but I know that you would. I can tell from your face that you would. Richard? Well, sometimes those little chocolate things that you give dogs look kind of delicious. And schmackos, how can you go by Have you ever had taken a bite of a schmacko? This sort of looks like, you know, lower-grade beef jerky. But have you ever tried I've tried it. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah. Listeners, if you've got a schmacko nearby, have a bite. Because uh, okay. it's, it's the saltiest experience you'll ever, you're ever likely to go to. Oh, yeah, I've had a couple of bites of a schmacko. It's, I actually can feel it in my mouth. It's pretty nasty. What about the snossage? Do you go to the snossage? Uh, I didn't know what it was until you brought it up. It's fun to say. Yeah, it is fun to say. It's a little fake hot dog. For the dog. I don't know. Well, I haven't tried it. Surprisingly. Just have a bite. You've got, like, 
You've got 12 salads in front of you. I'm not leaving you considering a schmeck. I don't go home and go, no, thank you, uh, you know, like uh, people who've made dinner for me. I don't want this, this delicious pasta. I'm too full on pal. <laughs> One of, the, one of their new casseroles just looked too good to resist. I've just said I've tried it before in my life. You ready? Look at this time. Yeah. Fruit juice can make kids fat. Mm. Parents yeah. who get... What are you all saying yes for? Yeah, that's yeah, it's been a report. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Everybody's nodding their head. Didn't you see the wobbling ass kids on the news from the neck down? Yeah. I thought that was donut related. <laughs> juice, that's the problem? Yeah, it's banned fruit. Or at least fry it. Uh... All right, well, I'll shut up then. I thought that was a big... I thought that was a big deal. Yeah, come on. Just, what do you got? No, now it's going to sound ridiculous. No, we'll just pretend we didn't know it. I have no idea that that was the case at Gavilee. Well, no, they're saying that uh, the problem is... <laughs> with fruit juice is that it's fattening. That's outrageous. The problem... The problem is the parents don't know which juices are fattening and which ones aren't. Ah, oh, right, right. So parents are sending their... I can't be... No, this is ridiculous. All right. Uh, so parents are sending their kids to school with yeah. fluorescent blue... Drinks called Mountain Blast. Right. There's fruit juice drink on it, and I'm wondering why the kids come home fat. <laughs> See, it doesn't make it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's true. That's the, I'm in that zone where I can't tell whether that's true it's or not. It's in this article. <laughs> yes, the article's four weeks old. Yes, it's stained with avocado. Yes, I should have said it when it came out, but I forgot. Yes. Mountain Blast. That article is so old, Ribena's still okay. <laughs> And saved by Richard Barber. <laughs> what about food news, though? We have one food news. I floated this idea on the show, which I thought I'd thought of. You know, you just start with a pig, and then encase smaller and yeah. smaller food stuff. Yeah. Then you get down to, like, Russian doll stock, yep. a single pig. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Jade, one of our Adelaide listeners, has called him and say, don't stop there. You can get a syringe and put some honey in that pig. <laughs> Making it a Russian cow honey pea nucleus meal bag. That's what he's calling it. A meal bag. But then Dean has emailed to say that this goes on for real. Yeah. Cow stuff with sheep, it's it. Oh, wow. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't just gloss over that. No. Where does this happen? Well, it's uh, been done with birds. A multiple bird stuffing on a foxtail uh, cooking show recently was demonstrated. Went to Wikipedia, found the following beauty. The largest recorded nested bird roast is 17 birds attributed to a royal feast what? in the 19th century. Listen to what was in it. We're going to need some music for this. Okay. Starting with a bustard. That's an unfortunate <laughs> A bustard stuffed with a turkey, then a goose, then a pheasant, then a chicken, then a duck, then a guinea fowl, a teal, a woodcock, a partridge, a plover, a lapwing, a quail, a brunch, a lark, an orotard, busting, and then a garden warbler. The final bird, the warbler, is so small that it can be then stuck with a single olive. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. Turducken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about turducken? A deboned turkey stuffed with a deboned duck, which is itself stuffed with a small deboned chicken. There's a lot of that around. I've had that. Cajun in origin. Yep. Herbert Specialty Meats in Maurice, Louisiana sells around 3,000 turduckens a year and shares a friendly rivalry with Paul Prudholm Turducken. <laughs> Rival Turducken artists. We're Prudholm guys on this station. We're Prudholm guys. Some barbecue aficionados have been known to enclose a turducken inside a whole hog. Oh, and pit roast that. Yeah. How's that? It goes off. How do you get the sheep inside the cow? Can we go back to that? I don't know. Does someone have to be standing inside the cow and someone standing outside the cow? Can it drag it in? <laughs> Bunch up a bit. 
Time Shelfer, but NFL Hall of Fame coach and TV broadcaster John Madden, John Madden used to annually enjoy a turducken when he did the Thanksgiving Day broadcast. <laughs> Just sizzling it away like that truck driver in between plays. <laughs> Come on, you can stuff more animals into that. Come on. <laughs> Look at that field mouse. Have you stuffed an animal inside another animal? Is that and the phone topic? Stuffed another animal inside that? No, it's not the phone topic. Oh. The phone topic today is going to be, have you got a job you're not qualified for? Mm. Why are you yeah. looking away? Well, there's not going to be any ramifications for that, is there? No. It's not like going to be dobbed in at any point. That's going to be coming up next. It is a culture. It is a way of life. Totally different to us. I got to have more cowboys. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M. Don't forget it is Capral. Cape on, go to work. We've got millions of photos. Yeah. Like, no time to talk about it. No, no, there's a whole lot of them up on the website. More going on uh, every day, and you could win a 24 inch iMac, not an iPod. Brilliant. An iMac. <laughs> That's coming Char. your way if you have the best. Char. What are you doing Char. 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 noise. Char. Char. Is that going to help with the music, do you think? It'll make sense in the context. Oh, so we should go straight Char. to the song. Here okay. we go. <laughs> Yeah, this on Triple M. Myself, Tony Martin, and Cavalier's here. Richard Marsden's here. About now, every day, we do talk back mountain. Yeah. You know, we claim it's a kind of alpine setting. It's not. We're just sitting in the studio. Yeah. I mean, we've all got later hosing on. Yeah. Do we want to do it from the roof of the station today? We want to do that. That's a good idea. Uh, 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 like a, a rooftop sort of. Yes, please. Outside yeah. broadcast. Just, could you open the roof of the station? Oh, okay. Look at that. Oh, oh hang my, on. My flatmate's complaining about something. Yeah, you're uh, you're not on the cleaning board. Yeah, yes. Lost points, have yeah, you? Yeah, no, I got in trouble. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what about doing a job that you're simply not qualified for? That's what we're talking about today. Who do we know who's uh, for me? Yeah, there's you, obviously. Uh, yeah. There's my friend who shall remain nameless, who was sitting at uh, his job one day. He works in the film industry, quietly playing World of Warcraft, yes. as he has want to do. <laughs> and someone said, oh, we need a new such and such you know, a type of editor. And they said, oh, here's some work. You can do that. And he went, yep, yep, no worries. Then looked at it, realized he had no idea what they were talking about. Wow. Wikipedia'd the job. Yeah. So let's just say it's executive producer. What does that mean? Tick, 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 tick. And they walked, the person walked back in the door and said, any ideas? Yeah, yep. Reading straight off the screen. I reckon that we could probably increase 
revenue and, and reach a wider audience. <laughs> You're hired. Bam! Promote that man. It's as easy as that. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And there's also the story of the lady that, uh, well, you know, perhaps is in, working in the, in the media industry. Yeah. Uh, on radio, even. Oh, okay. Who, well, has done the hard yards. Yeah. I mean, she went to a party yeah. and another party yeah. and got a job. Yeah. So she's put in, you know what I mean? So she, but she's so, we're not talking about her. That's a real guess there, don't see that one. I'm thinking about five people, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, okay, I mean, we can't point the thing. I don't think I've ever been technically qualified for any job that I've ever had. Uh, I remember once I uh, tried to get into a play in New Zealand. A professional theatre production? No, it was an amateur theatre production. Semi-professional. <laughs> what, they hadn't seen you as the amusing policeman? <laughs> Constable, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think we can say Constable in this time slot. Now, what, uh, what happened? Uh, I had to play the harmonica. They didn't tell me that till after the audition. Oh, you're going to need to learn to play the harmonica. I'm going, is there much harmonica? And they're going, oh, there's about 30 seconds at the start of the second it's half. the harmonica. Chronicles, man. It's all harmonica. <laughs> the harmonica gets. <laughs> nothing but the harmonica. It was the play. Right. It was Wednesday to come, which I think has been uh, performed in Melbourne at the MTC. But uh, I thought, oh, well, it's just blowing into a small box. How hard can that be? <laughs> and somehow, as the day got closer and closer, I somehow just taught myself to play the harmonica. Really? I could actually play about, you know, five tunes. Pop those reason? Yeah, that would have been one of them. <laughs> Benny Hill theme, I think, got a crack. Bohemian Rhapsody? Possibly. <laughs> You're brilliant. Oh, Superman by Laurie Anderson. <laughs> All the classics. <laughs> but then, so I knew enough, just enough, mm. to be able to scam myself way through the 30 <laughs> seconds of the start of the second half. And then I remember, I think it was like about four performances from the end, and they've gone, oh, the bloke's uh, out in the car park. He's a bit pissed. He's had a few during the interval. You're going to have to fill. So I had to fill four minutes. <laughs> Started out, you know, like Bob Dylan. By the end of it, potluck reject. Just jazzed Odyssey. Blowing <laughs> <laughs> any note whatsoever. Is he out? Yes! And I think it was a funeral, too. That didn't help. Wow. <laughs> Sprung badly. Jazzed up a funeral, did you? <laughs> I think so. Uh, Richard, I think I went into Gimme That Dick. <laughs> Uh, in South Australia, they call them Eurosses, but they're Sivlakis in other Euros? states. So Euros, you mean? Euros, yeah. What's going on down there? Uh, uh, yeah, they're yeah, called yeah. You know those yeah, things? Kebabs, sure. Kebabs, falafels. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different names. Meat for them. wrapped in bread with lettuce. That's the thing. And it's like a Middle Eastern sort of dish. And there was a travelling one of those. Sort of. Yeah. Sort um, of a Middle Eastern dish. <laughs> Rich <laughs> isn't going to give it to him just yet. He's still got some tests he has to run. <laughs> but there was a travelling caravan um, in the area where I grew up that used to go around to all the country royal shows. Yeah. And they used to, you know, give people Euroses, you know, like cook them for, and travel around the country. <laughs> <laughs> around the mid-north of South Australia. Charity or were they selling them? And, and I was so, I was so, <laughs> yeah, they were selling them for a handy profit. It was a business kind of thing. And uh, I saw, so yeah, so I applied for this job. I was so desperate for money and I'm in there and he's running me through how to make a Euros. And I'm going, yep, 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 no, that's fine, that's fine. So you cut the meat that way and uh, lettuce, okay, tabbouleh and garlic sauce. And all the while I'm thinking, I am in so much trouble. Because I had to hit like six country towns in a week because oh, it was God. a travelling royal show. And by the time I hit the first show, it was like the I Love Lucy episode with just like, you know, orders stacked up. And I had to keep these Euroses going. And anyway, I had to get a stick with a handkerchief on it and tie it and just walk away at like halfway through the first town. I just couldn't handle the job. Just with hanky on. switch. I had to hit the bricks. What? Triple M, Mr. Euro, Richard Marsler. He didn't last in a Euro job. No, I couldn't work it out. I mean, there's a fine art to it. Oh, now I remember actually. 
And this thing called Sega World opened up in Sydney. Yes. And I was part of the first intake. It was going to change the world. Yeah. It was like a time zone, but it had rides and themes and stuff like that. Mm. And my job was the guy who was like the, the, the weight guesser and the jerk. Mm. I was the wha- I was the <laughs> I was the wacky guy down the end who had to like go, "Hey kids, come and play. You'll probably win a prize. I'm not going to win a prize, but yeah, no, woo, woo!" And I showed up the first day and I had a safari outfit on with a pit helmet. And I walked up and they changed the uh, the arena to be a space arena, so everyone was <laughs> the astronaut suits on, mm. and I was. Looked like I was looking for artifacts from Alexander's glass penis work. <laughs> Nobody wanted to come. Did you mean to say piss helmet there? Oh. Piss helmet. I had a helmet made of piss. <laughs> there you go. I said it. Comes out in the green guy. There you go. I said it. There it is. Mm. The crap night out is coming soon. Oh, I'd like to think that Richard Marsden will be serving Euros's <laughs> at the door. Call us up, listeners. Are you doing a job you're simply not qualified for? I'm underqualified to be a carny. Did you scam your way into a gig? Past, present, or even future, if you're thinking about it. We'll accept anything. It's get this one triple three five three. Jet shine on here and get this on Triple M. Who's doing a job they're not qualified to do, Ed Cavalier? Hello, Michael. How you doing, mate? I'm excellent. What's going on? Well, see, I'm one of those comic book nerds who's never actually read a comic. Oh, uh, I I've read everything from video game biographies, internet. And cartoons. Right, and so what, what job did you get? I was actually a guest speaker, inter- people interviewing me at a comic book convention in 2004. Oh, <laughs> and and, and uh, how did you feel there? Quite got, detailed questions. I got pretty embarrassed. You what? I got pretty embarrassed because yeah. uh, the only thing I really know is about Spider-Man cartoons and Wolverine's death. Right, so so you, uh, you got run out of town by people in orc ears and... Uh, Oh, mate, this guy in a Jedi costume started taking swings at me. Yeah, well, that's their go. That <laughs> right. is their go. No, I don't think that's acceptable. I mean, what what was the, you know, run us by some of the nonsense you were saying to pass off as this expert. Oh, I just had a mate who was running the thing. Oh, and right. I was talking to him and he thought, hey, you sound pretty knowledgeable about all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mac just knows the lyrics to the TV show, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, I don't know, apparently he does whatever a spider can. That's what I'm hearing. The word on the way. Well, good luck uh, with your new portfolio of Minister of Something, sir. Hello, Jules. How are you? Not so bad. Good show, guys. I love it. Uh, here, listen every day, mate. Oh, Thanks, what are you? Uh, what are you? What job are you doing? I'm uh, plumber. And do you qualify? Uh, I, I am now, but I wasn't for the first five years of uh, doing the doing the job. And how did you uh, get into that? You just woke up one morning and thought, "Yeah, I'll have a crack." Yeah, oh, my dad was uh, owned the company, so he decided to throw me on and give me a go. And oh, it's a familiar story. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> he gave you a go. That's so nice. And yeah, yeah, no, school wasn't for me, so... <laughs> Fair enough. How long before you struck a real disaster on the gig? Oh, actually never, because I used to just ring, ring him up and I'd, just, I'd be standing there scratching my head and just, oh, what's this, what's this? And he'd be just... That's, that's a tap, son. Uh, turn that one off. Uh, Should I be knee-deep in poo at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Jules. But no worries. Take it easy, man. He's a phony plumber. Can we go faker? James, how are you? Very good, thanks. Love the show, guys. Thanks, man. What, have you, uh, what job are you doing? Uh, when I was overseas in the UK, um, a mate of mine said, uh, why don't you do your chartered accountant? I'll get you a job at this firm. I said, well, I'll... I don't know the first thing about accounts. He just said, put it on your CV. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> and were you put to the test, sir? I was put to the test. And we've gone, um, 
Limited profit loss and trial balance and all this sort of stuff. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I had to do all these reports. And uh, because I was only temping, I just put all these fake names like the Big Bad Horn. And, uh, <laughs> and I got all these um, plum in the mouth poms ring up. Can I speak to Big Bad the Horrible Horn, please? Oh, that's the way. <laughs> that's well done, James. Uh, you just. If you're faking your way through an accounting gig, I think the answer is just my op software. Just mention my op software. I'm sorry, the software that you, the 2.0 hasn't arrived. Yeah. I would do it yeah. if the software would let me, hey? I've got to go to that seminar. Hey, let's play some racquetball. Who's uh, next? Mark, how are you? G'day. What's going on? What job are you doing? Um, it was uh, summer break in university, so um, I was at home back in Mildura, and uh, there was a job opening for uh, wine grape grafting. Mm. And so I grabbed my biology book and I looked up grafting um, okay. and uh, there were some roses. And so I said, in the phone interview, I said, oh, yeah, I've done blah, blah, blah. And the guy said, oh, you're hired. So I turned up there and he'd given me this huge knife and these bits of wood. And he goes, all right, go for it. And I just smashed my hands up and was bleeding everywhere. And he was looking at me and he didn't really know what you're doing. Did you get the job? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Australia's premier grassman. And uh, which particular vintage can we look out for at Liquorland? Um, I think we were doing lots of uh, Cab Sav and uh, yeah. what was the other one? Merlot and stuff. A bit of Penfold's own negative by the sounds of things. Yeah. Just look for the label with the bloody fingerprint. Uh, thank you. Thank you, everyone who called. Thank you, Mark. What thank a you everyone that called. selection in. of phonies. There's so many I'm more. expecting the jobs to be uh, quite sort of Small? Yeah. <laughs> Wine grafter? Plumbing. Charter <laughs> Plumber? These are things we might need. This, we didn't get to that bloke. Yeah. Minister of Foreign Affairs for <laughs> Australia. <laughs> we'll get to him soon. Okay, we will call those people back. Thank you, everyone. I have time to meet and we'll be back in the next hour with comedian Charlie Pickering. <laughs> Who said Kevin Rudd was a nerd? <laughs> Great times in comedy. <laughs> and what about you said he was in a pram? 
There was, there was another time where was yeah, ba- baby else. pushing a pram. Oh, that was someone that else. Was someone else, yeah. These, these late note shows in Adelaide, <laughs> anything can happen and often does. I only do amphibians, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Richard, ha- Richard Parsons does amphibians in this hour of Gethers. Gethers around the nation. Not triple M. John Mellencamp, of course, there. It's the second hour. And uh, some more of that phony applause for Charlie Beck. <laughs> Bringing the stars of the Melbourne Comedy Festival to the rest of the country. Any, any big disappointments so far? Any guests you had on that really dropped the ball? No, we've been quite sort of particular about who we've had in. It's been all good so far. Yeah. Uh, have there been any disappointments? Who, well, who would you recommend in that regard? Uh, for a disappointment, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. No, in a frog costume, that'll yeah, do. Yeah, that, that'll do. Mark <laughs> no. <laughs> Watson, we've had uh, we've had Geraldine Hickey, we've mm-hmm. had Ross Noble. It's been a treat. It's a cavalcade of stars. Your show, uh, well, firstly, radio. You used to be on the radio, didn't you? Yes, yes, I quite enjoyed the radio. Uh, I missed the free CDs. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> we don't get any. We slag the music off so much. Yeah. I think I've had two CDs in a year. Well, I, I, I was working at, um, at uh, Triple J, uh, amateur radio Triple J. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is that most of the bands they play are the bands that I like. Mm. And so it was basically a chance for me to exponentially grow my record collection without right. paying for it. And now, well, now it's just a point of contention with my wife because we just moved into another house. So I'm going, mm. all right, um, we're going to need a house with a room for my CDs. <laughs> I've got about six and a half thousand of them and she's going, you didn't pay for them, we're going to get rid of some. I'm going, no, it doesn't work like that. This is uh, music, this is a gift from the Lord and we're not going to just throw that out. Surely you can cull a few like Wigfield could go. No, but the, the problem, yeah, Wigfield can always go. Sukiyaki, you can probably <laughs> ditch that one. I've, I've got a thing that I, I, I often, I, I like to go back to the most embarrassing music I have and then and then use it in some way. And come out. I, oh, I yes, have a series, yes. called, series called Charlie Keeps It Real where I um, sh- uh, spoke about the middle school of hip-hop. Because right. there's a lot of talk about the old school yes. and, and the new school. And the middle school with artists like R. Kelly, uh, before he yeah. was a pedophile, <laughs> and, and, you know, when he was just an awful R&B artist. Right. And um, I've also got a solo album by L.V., who was the, the, the hefty gent who did the singing on Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Wow. Well, he brought out a solo album called I Am LV, and yes, he was. Um, and he did, he did a, a totally a cappella, version of Gangster's Paradise without the rap, just him putting his own lyrics in. <laughs> wow. And it's possibly the worst piece of music I've ever heard in my life. Whatever happened to the Fat Boys? Are they still around? The Fat Boys, uh, who recorded uh, a, a rap opera. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got one of the Fat Boys albums, <laughs> a, a rap opera, and it's, it's kind of loosely based on Shakespeare. And when I, when I say loosely, I mean they say Shakespeare in it. <laughs> and other than that, it's just about, I think it's just about trying to avoid uh, hefty women for a night out on the town. But it's an opera. Now, were they the first, though, the first rap artists to do a comedy movie, like, you know, Ice Cube's busting out the Friday films now, but to remember Disorderly? Mm. That's right. Apple is in Disorderly. Where, 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 does that, where does that come in chronology to Cold as Ice, the vanilla ice? No, oh, no, that's, that's early Before, 90s, I yeah. think, yeah. And would you class that as, well, I, I guess it's a comedy. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack album's pretty funny. <laughs> And then but Fear of a Black Hat and yeah, CB4, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But I think mm. Disorderlies was the first, uh, you know, groundbreaking. Yeah. And, 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 and as we've just, you know, just shown, established an entire genre oh, of yeah. uh, pop turn comedy yeah. films. Absolutely. CB4. Pootie Tang is... What's the, what's, the, what's the Snoop one with the airline? Uh, uh, oh, Soul Plane. Soul Plane. <laughs> That's just racist. <laughs> that film, I know I know that it's Snoop, and I know it's an entirely African-American cast, but I watched it, and I was offended on behalf of Al Sharpton <laughs> watching that movie, just going, 
No, you would not have hydraulic suspension on a plane that is just right. No, you would not be serving Watty Melon in first class. That would not be happening, thank you very much. No, a, a DC-10 would not have a jerry curl. <laughs> it's not on. Hey, so I notice whenever I go to someone who works in radio's house and have a look at their CDs, Always the stickers. Please return to the record company. Mm. Property of MCA, something like that. Well, I think that's what's holding me back, like selling off half my record collection, because I'm going to have to sit there for a day just peeling little do not resell <laughs> stickers off the they're back. The re- it's the really tough glue, for yeah. starters. They're worse than the, the JB Hi-Fi price tags that ruin your CDs. Yeah. They're, they're awful. And are the record companies ever going to come good on the promise on those stickers and demand them all back? <laughs> we, where's all those Richard Mark CDs we said have 94? <laughs> we need a recall. <laughs> uh, we've hardly mentioned Charlie's show. It's called Impractical Jokes. Yeah. Let's talk about that next on Get This. Get This on Triple M. Charlie Pickering is with us. His uh, new show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, possibly coming to your town concerns. His dad, is that right, Charlie? Yes, my dad and his best mate. Let's go up to grandparents. Do you, do you have uh, grandparents? I've got, I've got one surviving grandparent. Uh, my grandmother on my mother's side is still alive. Does she, uh, you know, she gets stuck into the neighbours, that kind of stuff? Does she... uh, no, she, she's one of the nicest people in the world, but I think because I had quite an overbearing grandfather, she hasn't really let herself rip yet. <laughs> but, um, but she will. She's saving it up, I think. When she hits 90, she's just going to take on the neighbourhood. 90. I reckon this is what she might like to build towards. This is a story on the Channel 10 News last night. A bit of now has been there for six months making her neighbours' lives hell. April 1, our daughter's evidence is convicted of antisocial behaviour and harassment. For ten years, the elderly rights woman accused one of her neighbours of being a prostitute and repeatedly tried to run her off the road. There you go. <laughs> Bang, straight in the Hall of Fame. Oh, no, my grandmother does that all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Prostitution. <laughs> and then there was a shot of this, like, the frailest, littlest 81-year-old woman being cuffed and put into a paddy wagon <laughs> and just being driven off while, like, the camera's flashing in through the centre glass. Thank God she's off the streets. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, yahoo! <laughs> yahoo! Would have been olden days, language. Scarlet woman. Yes, harlot. Bluesy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Trollop. Oh, Would have been a lot of Yes, you low red courtesan. Get out of the neighbourhood. Trying to run a cake stall here. You're dead. Yes. What's he done? Well, it, it, the, the story is about uh, a 10-year practical joke war between my dad and his best mate, wow, Richard. 10 years? Yeah, and it, and it almost ended in death, <laughs> and that didn't stop it. Like, it kept going <laughs> after that. Really? Well, it, it all started very simply. My, my dad's mate pushed him into a pool, and then dad uh, got revenge with a water pistol in a restaurant, like Godfather style. Oh, right. really quite yeah, cool. yeah, great. Uh, it was actually taped under the table. <laughs> of course it was. And dad pulled it out and, and drenched him, and then, and then well... And then Richard got some fancy water pistols and during a dinner party at my parents' house uh, hit the fuse box and came in with stockings over their heads and had a fake <laughs> hold-up and, and ran around the table squirting everyone with water pistols. Actually, genuinely frightening scenario. That's escalating. And, and it just... Uh, yeah, it, that was the point where maturity went out the window and it just got worse and worse after that. And, and what happened is my, I started helping my dad with all of his pranks. Oh, right. And when it got really hairy was... Um, we were... See... I'm just going to cut straight to this, and yeah, it's going yeah, to sound yeah. quite ridiculous. There were a lot of steps in the middle. Here. Yeah, this is over a 10-year period. Yeah. So my father and I are digging in Richard's driveway, uh, cementing a parking meter uh, <laughs> into his driveway <laughs> under cover of night. It's about midnight. <laughs> and we've got a, a rotary fence post digging tool, like this cylindrical tool with big handles, and we're churning through the driveway. And, uh, 
and uh, so and we basically wanted to have it so that he had to pay to park in his own street That's put away parking ticket on his car thought it'd look really good uh and and we're digging and having a good time and then we hit something and uh and and the thing is when you when you're digging yeah. uh, if you hit something you will think it's buried treasure and so i was straight yes. down and I, I was looking to see what it was and 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 dirt was flying up into my face and it and it smelled a bit of gas oh gas and uh we'd hit a gas main yeah. And we had to call the gas and fuel. They shut down an entire suburb. They shut down Brighton. Basically, all of the gas in, in Brighton, wow. in this entire city block, cordoned the whole thing off. It was off for two weeks. And, and they said we literally could have blown up the entire street. But it didn't stop there? No, no. We went back two months later and we dug slightly to the left of where we had before. <laughs> there you go. And cemented the parking meter in then. And it, and it, and it just carried on unabated since then. Well, uh, oh, so to this day? Well, you... it, no, it's kind of stopped now because um, Richard's wife, uh, Cheryl, uh, made them move into a maximum security apartment block, and we <laughs> cannot get at him. We have tried everything. There's got to be something. Well, we're trying to find someone that can cut the key. Like we need, we need an electronic security pass, and then we can get up to some stuff. You need a fake tradesman kind of, like a Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin in blue velvet, like just <laughs> spraying for bugs. <laughs> I think what we need to do is definitely get. We need to do something to their car parking space underneath the apartment block. <laughs> I, I think if, if, if one one day when they're out, if we set up some kind of elaborate. I think a diorama of some kind yes. <laughs> that we constructed in their car parking space. I think I think that would be time well spent. Okay, now there's a show about it. I mean, have these two gentlemen come along? And yeah, well, they came along um, not last Sunday and Sunday before, and they got a standing ovation at the end of they the show. Did. I said, ladies and gentlemen, Richard and, and Ron are in the house tonight. Uh, is Richard Ron? And the audience literally on their feet, wow. people high fiving my dad and stuff. <laughs> it's weird. I never thought this would happen in my lifetime, but I'm I'm on the street in Melbourne. Just walking around the front, front of the town hall, and I literally have these young, like stoner-looking dudes coming up, and, and I'm expecting them to be kind of Comedy Channel fans or whatever. Going, oh, yeah. cool, right? And they just come up, going, "Your dad's a legend." That's <laughs> <laughs> a legend. That's awesome. Well, now I know how Matthew Newton feels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing two blokes standing up in a theatre, one completely covered in purple paint, <laughs> the, the blackened face, <laughs> and, and I mean, uh, it's obviously it's a friendly rivalry. Yeah, oh, it's an absolutely friendly rivalry, and. Uh, and they love it. Like they, they love nothing more than than uh, than continuing to rib each other. The, the, I'm trying to think if there's ever been a, a time that it's gone too far. I don't think it has line. gone too far. We've probably, on occasion, oh well, I think Richard cost Dad uh, some business at his pharmacy one day when he sent a fatogram stripper <laughs> to strip <laughs> in the pharmacy on his birthday. So this was retribution because Richard was uh, president of the local uh, Rotary Club. And uh, and so uh, on his birthday, when they had a, a dinner, a special president's birthday dinner, yes. my dad sent a Marilyn Monroe impersonator <laughs> to sing happy birthday, Mr. President, to him. Wow. But she was a bit saucy. And, and a lot of the gents at the Rotary Club didn't really go for that too much. <laughs> old mate. And, uh, and so then, yeah, the, the, the fatogram stripped inside the shop on a particularly busy Thursday afternoon. Yeah, and the chemist. And cleared it. Just oh, abs- well. and, and we've got it on video, and you can just see all these people, clearly ill people that need medicine, going, <laughs> I'll chance it for a day. I'm getting out of here. I'm feeling ill. <laughs> well, I think that's how the Austro-Hungary uh, war began. Isn't it just practical <laughs> jokes that got out of hand? We love a practical joke that goes horribly, horribly wrong, as long as there's no fatalities. Let's talk about that next on Get This. These two are only interested in a free beer and a smoke. Vegetables. Sure. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. What, you're on?
get this. That's the name of the show. Charlie Pickering, comedian Charlie Pickering, is with us. His latest, uh, well, stage experience. Comedian Charlie Pickering. <laughs> yeah, As I opposed know. to uh, First Fleet <laughs> ship's captain Charlie Pickering, <laughs> which is actually true. There was a Charlie Pickering. Really? Who, uh, yeah. Have I've, you done that? Have you put your name into Google and found... Uh, oh, no. Well, there's, there's also a very racist American judge. <laughs> Who like uh, I've I've had angry emails sent to me before, or like uh, I, when, whenever I Google, there's always like there'll be an, a review of my show, yeah. and and then the next recent one is like Judge Pickering hates blacks more now, you know, like and, and he, he he got in a massive storm of controversy, but the Christian right love him because he's really oh, yeah. pro life, mm. but he says some really bad things, and so uh, yeah, I'm tired of being associated with him. Also, Charlie Pickering was a. a uh, a character in a Stephen King novel. Um, oh, he was yeah. an evil character. He's one of the most evil characters Stephen King. In which King one? Oh, was, was it one of the ones he doesn't remember writing? I hope oh, yeah, so. a few of those. Like <laughs> Cujo, he doesn't even no, carry. He, he had some sort of drug period where he claims he wrote about five novels and he can't remember writing them. And the really sad thing is, they're like the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that great? Like, of all the downward spirals to have, you know, uh, imagine him in a therapy group going... You know, it started off just a bit of booze and then a couple of pills, and before you know it, I'd written five best-selling novels. It was just out of control. <laughs> in one month. Uh, Impractical Jokes, that's the name of your show. We're talking about practical jokes gone horribly wrong. I'm trying to think. I've mentioned many times putting, uh, well, filling Michael Veach's car with bananas. Uh, yeah. Thinking he'd go out and have a look at it in about 40 minutes, left it in the sun all day. Car had to be blown up at the tip. Yeah. <laughs> it was just full of black banana juice. That was it. Well, my, my dad at, at pharmacy college, he, whenever they dissected anything, he would collect what was left over and and hide them uh, in in various hard to reach parts of people's cars. Yes. And he always put one obvious one, like a like a dissected frog, under the number plate. Yes. But then he'd hide more in the sills of the doors, so oh. people couldn't find them. Wow. Yeah, people had so ended up selling their cars often at university. Bit malicious in hindsight. Pharmacy um, college, fast times <laughs> at pharmacy college. Surely Ed Cavalier at the video shop. Practical jokes. Oh, just the usual uh, taking really bad old films that had never rented ever, like yeah. The Wizard of Speed and Time, <laughs> out of the weekly section and putting a seven dollar, you know, putting an overnight sticker on it, yeah. and then talking it up to all the customers until someone took it. Yeah. That was the standard one. You would never like get a copy of, uh, you know, Jean de Florette. Take the cassette out, replace it with Caddyshack too. No, no, no. <laughs> we did. Like we sometimes customers would put the adult films in the, you know, like in the family section. Oh right, yeah, yeah right. That, that happened a lot. I would um I, with the adult films. If I worked in a video shop, what I would do is I'd take some home one night yeah. and enjoy them. Uh, <laughs> but after that, I'd hook up a video camera and just record a bit of a, a condescending message at, at, <laughs> yeah. at the start of the video, like uh, on that, just going. Mm. Lonely, are we? <laughs> maybe work on your conversation skills. Anyway, enjoy the film. <laughs> Just cut it in. And then maybe return from time to time throughout the feature. Yeah. <laughs> and come back on, how good was that one? That was awesome. That was mad. Like a duck to water. 40 minutes in, surely you're finished by now. <laughs> Just rewind. Get on with your life. <laughs> Mr. Mars and Practical Jokes gone horribly wrong. My best friend and I used to work with this woman, and there's a photo of her, um, you know, just smiling. But it, because we sort of had run-ins with this woman, yes. um, we would post the photo back and forth to each other.
other. And it's just like a running inside joke as to the most creative way you can make this photo just appear in this person's life. So, you know, you do everything like you walk forward at the movies and you give the girl who's about to give us the tickets the picture and you say, give that to my mate, this will be hilarious. That's great. Or you wrap, it, you wrap it in like a present of a relative of his yeah. and then somehow, what's this photo all about? That's and good. then it finds its way back. So this photo's been going the rounds for about 13 years. Who's got it? Uh, he has at the moment, so I'm just looking in the post, waiting for... It's going to jump out like Kato. You've got to get it up on the big <laughs> screen at the MCG or something like that. Yeah, that's what we've got to that's do. We've got to be more with. and more elaborate, but they get right. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the, cool the woman on the photo, which Adelaide breakfast show did she host? No, I don't know. There wasn't anyone yeah. from the radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, we need to hear about practical jokes, preferably ones that went horribly, horribly wrong. Call us now, one triple three five three. Charlie Pickering is with us. His new uh, show is called Impractical Jokes. It's on at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It could be getting around. It'll be getting around the country, won't it, Charlie? Yeah, I hope so. That's, uh, I'm, I've just decided that I'm uh, staying here for the rest of the year. I, I pulled out of Edinburgh. Uh, as a couple oh, of days, really? So, yeah, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be hocking myself all around the nation. You might get yourself up to Brisbane at some point. I will be. I'll be up in Brisbane uh, in May uh, and then again later in the year. So That's the way. Hey, you know, practical jokes gone horribly wrong. Have we got any yet? Yeah, we do. Hey, Brendan, how are you? Hi guys, how you going? We're, we're excellent, man. Talk us through it. Well, me and a mate had a really good idea at a, another mate's uh, wedding, and that was to go up to the honeymoon suite. Yes. Fill it with shredded paper. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a big job. <laughs> how much did you use? Mm, well, I came out at you. No, sorry, you just drove through a tunnel. Well, maybe we did. Um, <laughs> say that again, sir. <laughs> what did you do? How much paper? Well, when you opened the door, the shredded paper came out to you and it took them about five and a half hours to remove the shredded paper. It was a lot easier to put in. Oh, fantastic. So romantic. Uh, how did that end up? Well, they the free room that they got was part of the wedding package ended up costing them double and they didn't get to do anything that night because it took five hours to clean them and she still hasn't spoken to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can't understand that because... You know, if someone had done that on my wedding night, I would have thought that was hilarious. Oh, I would have been so happy. With my special day, if someone had done that, to a little twist in the tail, you know, you've, you've seen all your friends, you had the best day in your life, and then to have it ruined, hilarious. How long ago was this? Uh, about eight years. Eight oh, years. Still, still not spoke. talking. It's turned into a Lance Shane Whitnell style feud. Oh, you have, have, have you uh, apologised? Oh, yeah, we apologised profusely, but... We just thought, because it only took us like 20 minutes to put in there, we thought, oh, I You know what it was, Brendan? I, don't th I think the uh, the wife in question didn't like you guys from the start, and she's been looking for an excuse, <laughs> and, this, and, this is what, and this is what she's this is what she's latched onto. <laughs> As they were pulling ripped up newspaper out of the room, she's going, I told you. Yeah, I told yeah, you yeah. about these guys. What, what did I say about these guys? You are never seeing them again. Uh, hi, thanks, Brendan. Hi, Ali. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Well, excellent, man. What'd you do? Well, actually, it was my friend's father. Oh, yeah. He used, to, he used to work for a funeral home, and he actually dared his son mm -hmm. to go in the middle of the night and touch a certain grave. Yeah. Uh, and so, well, anyway, the son went. Uh, before he got there, the father has dug a grave, yeah. hid himself in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when the son was about to touch the grave, uh, he popped out. That's the way. <laughs> hold on to his hand, and son got su such a shock, went uh, fainted. Oh, so he did the old the carry, sort of hand out of the grave. Exactly. Yeah, that's 
So how long was the guy, you know, having to lurk there, though? Sorry? How long, you know, did it take to set up? Well, uh, I don't know. Um, he just uh, actually, all I knew was uh, the son went there, he uh, just fainted and ended up in the hospital. Oh, that's, that's horribly wrong. That's a shock. And uh, the best part is when the son woke up, punched his father in the nose. Yeah. <laughs> and then the father spent some time in that same hospital. Oh, oh that's a happy ending there. That's lovely. <laughs> but hiding in a grave, Brown, is that worth doing? I mean, grave pranks. We could well, do not it. on its own. <laughs> no, 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 not just as a, as a pastime. I don't think that's... But, but, but for a reason, yes. Yeah. To meet the woman of your dreams. I know. Station promotion. <laughs> we, get, we get a park yeah. and we dig a whole bunch of graves. Yeah. And if you walk over, like near the one that Rich is hiding in and mm. he grabs you, you mm. win a Ford Festiva. We go, we go one better, right? We, we, get, we get ten graves, mm. right? Nine of them have cadavers, yes. right? One has a living person, <laughs> yeah. and you've got to pick which one is and dig down and save the person that's alive right. before you have ten cadavers. What we'll do is we'll make it someone from, like, <laughs> Australia's next top model or, like, <laughs> like Amber Petty or something, and then you go to go on a date with them. It'll be amazing. <laughs> All right, so many practical joke opportunities oh. at the cemetery, but let's move on. Hello there, Dave. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Excellent. Uh, what did you do? Mate, I had uh, a couple of years ago, I had this neighbour and uh, it was a broken family and the, the young bloke was about 14 and I was helping her through some problems whatever. Mm. Anyway, one night the, the house behind their place burnt down. Yep. They're all out the back uh, hosing it and whatever, did nothing. But after that, there's people standing in the street everywhere and, and the lady that owned this house, our neighbour, she was out the back giving all the neighbours coffees and that. Yeah. So I sent one of the blokes out in the street, another neighbour, I said, come on, grab a, we'll grab a lounge. We have this new lounge. We'll grab a lounge. We'll whip it in my place. And she'll think someone pinched it. Right. And this place called, I should have woke up. He said, no way, you kidding? I'm not doing that to her. I said, what? Cause, and it turned out this guy was related to her. Right. And uh, so he wouldn't he wouldn't be part of it. So I looked around the front lounge room. There's real fancy on this table. So I took it and I worked it behind my front door. Yeah. And the next morning she comes in about 7 o'clock. We got to bed about half past 4 or 5 in the morning. Uh-huh. She comes in, she's bawling her eyes. She goes, David, David, some bastards come in and... And stole my lamp. It was my favourite lamp that I bought in my first ever pay packet and whatever. And I sort of half grinned and I said, oh, that one, behind the door. And she looked at me and she chinned me. She chinned me. Wow. That's gone horribly, horribly, horribly right, really. I, I, I think the problem is you didn't get to do a big reveal, uh, here's the punchline. Yeah. She actually came well, looking yeah. for it, and it looked like you'd just stolen it. Yeah. And was quite happy yeah. about it. It's just over behind the door. Yeah. Can't even be bothered to do a spectacular reveal. <laughs> <laughs> she did catch me. Well, it was seven. I only been in bed for an hour, so she, I, I wasn't real ready for it. Yeah, because if uh, you hate she, me, you would have clocked her, wouldn't you, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you would have sorted her out. Well, I, I had some news, but I thought yeah. I was yeah. She never, never, ever spoke to us again. Really? Oh, well, no, yeah, and, and a few times I'd... When she drive down the street, I sort of go out the front of her driveway. She's pulling the driveway and, and, and hit the roller door, and I get it go as I'm going down. And all of a sudden, my head's down near my knees, trying to apologise through the no. door, but she wouldn't cover. Oh, that sounds pretty typical. Yeah, it's pretty much a day in the life of our family, Ed. Really, yeah, it's we've tame, had stuff like that. We've, we've had feuds that have started over a lamp. Yeah. and gone for eight or nine years. Look, the courts is the best place yeah, to settle court. any family dispute. That's, the That's what I say. Just, I've always said that. Take them to court, yeah. Judge Wapley used to say. Let's uh, go next. Hey, Tony, how are you? Oh, not bad. How are you? I'm oh, pretty good, mate. What did you do? Oh, well, what it was was I was working for a transport company, um, DHL, who were in Lane Nameless. But um, what's happened was uh, we're just having our... <laughs> We were just having our Christmas uh, break-up thing, and um, one of the blokes there with the company van thought, OK, we'll have a joke, and we just threw the bag of empty prawn shells in the back of his tra- uh, yeah. vehicle. 
In the meantime, thought, oh, yeah, no, he's didn't try and hide it. He went home. To what we didn't realise was he was going on holidays, and um, as soon as he got home, he jumped out of the vehicle, locked it up, and uh, came back three weeks later. Oh, and by which time you've got a sort of prawn Chernobyl on your hands, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, basically, he recently took a few backwards to sort of open the vehicle. And um, was the, the car, time, you know, could you drive it ever again, or just like uh, the banana thing burnt? I'm, I'm of the opinion that they never got the smell out, and they were actually really trying to find out who did it. Ah. He was not impressed. Oh, well, let's, let's get this. They'll never find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thing. It's cool. cool. All right, that's Thanks, Tony. Can we go? Yeah, we've got to get to Sean. Yeah. Hey, Sean, how are you? Oh, oh. That was great. Sean had stolen a goat and everything. Oh. This is a practical joke on us. That was. That was his yeah. joke. He <laughs> said, I'm going to tell him that I stole a goat and then, pow, ruin their show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chin you, Sean, if I ever find you. <laughs> Make well, no mistake. I think we've got a traditional favourite from PJ of Castle Hill. Are you there, PJ? Yeah, mate. How you going? What did you do, sir? Mate, um, we uh, we did the good old uh, the good old grab wrap over the toilet seat thing. Never um, fails. Yeah. Um, now we, we knew our mate was a bit crook, and we knew we knew you know he wanted to he wanted to go, and so we we, we helped it along a bit. We, we encouraged him to eat prunes and uh, and chuck some Duralax in his coffee, and we we're just waiting. But um, little did we realise that his mum was due home from work, so she's running through the front door straight into the toilet and screamed out, what the hell is going on? She's done a number two over the glad wrap. And, and now, now, now while, while we were caught up in all of this module and, point, uh, and pointing fingers at each other, yeah. he's he, uh, pruned and his coffee had turned on him and he's had to run out in the backyard and do his because his mum was in the bathroom. Of all the things you don't need, it, it's to be present. When your mate's mum has a number two situation. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, uh, she didn't speak to us for about a month, yeah. but um, she eventually saw the humour in it and knew that we were trying to do it to him. You know? <laughs> she eventually saw the humour in it. When she saw the video on YouTube, she had to agree it was very funny. Can I ask, PJ, how exactly do you encourage someone to eat prunes? Uh, just to help him, because he, 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 he was concerned that he hadn't gone for about a day or so. So I said, uh, mate, I've done uh, this in the past. Okay. The, prune, the prunes are good. They help you, you know, yeah. they help you with your digestion. So. so you store an opportunity. <laughs> I do like the idea of encouraging someone to eat prunes, like peer pressure. Hey, you know what's really cool? <laughs> prunes. Yeah, yeah. Smoke a prune, man. Yeah. All the kids are doing it. <laughs> You're going to look like a fool if you don't. What a fabulous selection of pranks. you, everyone. Gone horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've heard much from the Prime Minister on today's show. Uh, I no, can feel people nothing. switching over. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to have some uh, John Howard action. In fact, he's going to give us a few tips. Oh, on how to do comedy. Do you want to? Have you got your notepad? Oh, yeah, I'm ready to ready to roll. There's a there's a five minute section in my show that needs to be filled. <laughs> and I, I think our, our, our fearless leader is the man to fill it. That'll be next. Let's get this on Triple M. Sugar Ray. Every morning, Charlie Pickering is here. Hey, you know we occasionally get comedy gurus in here, Charlie. Yeah. To give us, you know tips from, you know, we like to sit at the feet of the masters hmm. and write a few pointers down. We did that, well, a couple of months ago. Here's what happened. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 